Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or The Notorious Fantasy. And in today's video, me and Danny, who is spotted right next to me, maybe on my left, maybe on my right, we are going to be disputing Kenny Galladay versus Mike Evans. Now, we are both on different opinions in this video, and you will get both points of view. And then you guys are going to go ahead and figure out what you believe in. Do you believe Danny? Do you believe me? Are you more in the middle? Do you kind of really not have no idea what to do, but you should have a good idea after you watch this video? If you guys want to check out the last video me and Danny did on his channel, we talked about quarterbacks, Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson, and had a debate about which quarterback we prefer on there. So make sure you check that out. Check out all of Danny's links down below in the description. So before we get into Kenny Galladay versus Mike Evans, do you have anything to say here, Danny? Uh, I just want to say, again, this is the ADP Battle Series. We do this actually every single week, every Saturday on the FSC channel. If you guys haven't checked it out already, make sure you go check that out because I know Notorious is going to have this linked in the description. But yeah, every Saturday, do one of these. Entertaining as heck. You guys don't want to miss. But uh, yeah, just pumped to get into this battle. Mike Evans, Kenny Galladay. Before we do that, I'll let you hit your own intro. Yeah, for sure, guys. Just make sure you hit that subscribe button and make sure that you guys are having a great day. I don't even have a cool intro. They have a cool intro. Oh, I'm so used it's to okay. it. Okay. You know how it is. My bad. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> so we got Kenny Galladay versus Mike Evans. Kenny Galladay coming off the board as wide receiver number seven at the 307, the third round pick seven. Mike Evans, the 308 or the 310, I should say, wide receiver number eight. So going back to back, Michael Jordan, 96, 97 in your draft. So I'm going to start off with my opinion here. My opinion is that Kenny Galladay is the better option at wide receiver. If we're looking at stats from last year, Galladay finished as number nine in fantasy at PPR. Now, obviously you might say, oh, that's not the best. I don't think Kenny Galladay could potentially have top five potential. That's kind of false in my opinion, because I think that with Matt Stafford playing a full healthy season, we have not seen what Kenny Galladay can truly do in fantasy football based on how I think, how good I personally believe he is. Now, last year he played in all 16 games. Obviously you're not worried about Mike Evans or Kenny Galladay as some type of injury prone player. So that really has nothing to do with it. But obviously playing 16 games is going to boost you up the rankings, but he still finished 12th in that position in PPR points per game. Now, this is half of a season played without Matthew Stafford. I'm sure a majority of people had no idea who David Blau was until he stepped onto the NFL field. Now he did play at Purdue. So shout out to Drew Brees, but I really had no idea who he was until I saw him play. Now last season, Stafford was really, in my opinion, personally on MVP pace. He probably wouldn't have won it because he would have trickled down because he's on the fucking Lions and he wouldn't have won the MVP because they didn't they wouldn't have made the playoffs but he was playing very well and I think that's the best Stafford in my opinion we have ever seen in his career now obviously he hurts his back but he should be good to go to play to start the season and I really am believing in Matt Stafford Matt Stafford has been one of the most criminally underrated quarterbacks in the NFL his whole career people really start put a lot of dis- disrespect on him because the team around him has been terrible his whole career Calvin Calvin Johnson was there Megatron that motherfucker was so pissed off that he literally put the cleats up he fucking retired on he's, Matthew Stafford he's still owed money by the way by the team that's been an ongoing issue with Calvin Johnson the team is too cheap to even pay him but go on I just want to add that in <laughs> yeah that is funny I saw something about that a couple days ago now in eight games with Stafford Galladay touted a 15.44 half PPR points per game versus 11.75 without Stafford the same increase was also seen in full PPR with a four points per game increase going from 17.62 to 13.62 with uh, Mr. David Blau playing so obviously with 
with Stafford, you are going to be seeing an immense uptick in production from Kenny Galladay. Now, if Stafford was to get hurt again, what those stats showed me with David Blau is that I should not be worried if Stafford is healthy or not. Obviously, you would prefer that, that Galladay plays. Oh, not that Galladay plays. That Stafford plays. That's going to be what puts Galladay above Mike Evans. If you hope Mike- Galladay plays. No, yeah, obviously. You got to hope he plays. You got to hope that fucking Stafford plays. If they both play, then I think we can see him easily beat out Mike Evans, in my opinion. But they are very close in my rankings. Now, he did. this was mainly due to the reason why he was doing so bad was because he was averaging less targets per game as well as less touchdowns. And his obviously, his catchable target percentage was very low when the quarterback was obviously not Matt Stafford. And he was still very efficient even without Stafford ranking up a sexy, very sexy, 54 0.2% contested catch rate, seventh at wide receiver. Galladay was 10, top 10 in two very important categories, at least in my opinion, at the wide receiver position with 18.3 yards per reception, fourth at wide receiver, and 10.3 yards per target, sixth at wide receiver. Now, it's hard to predict these kind of things on a year by year basis, especially with the touchdown total that really boosted Kenny Galladay's output in fantasy. But hey, at the end of the day, if I saw him be efficient with a quarterback that I didn't think was as good as the quarterback that will be starting to start the year, then I think Galladay will be very good and I think he is in the right situation and he is the right player for this situation to be very good in 2020 so I personally will pick Kenny Galladay over Mike Evans now we're going to get into Danny talking about Mr. Mike Evans yeah so I mean if you guys have uh, checked out the channel recently obviously uh, we had my co-host appear on uh, Nick's channel uh, for a bold predictions video and again I'm not going to come out right here and say oh Evans is going to lead the league in touchdowns even though he very well could uh, I'm going to make the case that basically that Bush was kind of alluding to uh, in that video. But again, when we're talking about it, Mike Evans, 2019, he led the league in yards per route run on deep attempts. No surprise, he received the fourth most at 30. So, I mean, when you're talking about big play potential, both have it. But, I mean, we can't discount what Mike Evans is able to do in that regard. Not to mention, again, 18 of those 30 deep attempts with Jameis Winston were deemed uncashable. Now you got the GOAT throwing him the ball. I mean, Tom Brady... People want to dog on him, whatever. He is still a far more accurate quarterback than what Jameis Winston is. And again, what do we see as being more logical? Are we going to have the greatest quarterback of all time and one of the smartest ever learn Bruce Arian system? Or are we going to have 11 guys or 10 guys? Sorry, I'm Canadian, so we have 12 guys on the field. But uh, 10 guys and a head coach learning what Tom Brady likes to do best. I mean, it's more likely that Brady is going to adapt to that Bruce Arian system. And what are we talking about with that Bruce Arian system? We're going to sling it down the field and we're going to throw the ball to our big play threats on the outside in Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Now, main thing that people say, well, how does Chris Godwin really affect Mike Evans? Well, they play different roles. Again, if you're looking at Mike, Red, uh, Mike Evans in the red zone, Tied for eighth in the NFL with 14 red zone targets, and eight of them came inside the fit, uh, five-yard line, which was second in the league. And not to mention, I mean, the signing of Gronk is just going to free him up more in that space, quite simply, because defenses on third down, who are you going to pay attention to? You're not going to pay attention to the best tight end of all time who's actually had a rapport with uh, Tom Brady there. I mean, Mike Evans is just a freak athlete on the outside who's going to get the ball. Now, if you're actually looking at it in comparison to uh, Kenny Galladay, because I've just been talking about Mike Evans straight up, Kenny G is basically in the mold of what Mike Evans has perfected. Basically, what I'm trying to say is Mike Evans is the product of what all these big play, big body, physical outside receivers 
are trying to accomplish in the league again. This is a guy who's still a top six overall receiver in the league in terms of pure talent. And the first, again, the first name that comes out always, Chris Godwin. How does that affect Mike Evans? Yada, yada. He's the alpha now. Yada, yada, yada. Big deal. Well, the, everybody just says right away, oh, Kenny G, he, he's the same alpha in his offense. When you're actually looking at it, though, Marvin Jones plays a much similar role to what Kenny Galladay plays in being a big physical, big play threat on the outside compared to what Chris Godwin and Mike Evans play. Yes, Chris Godwin's a pretty big body, but he is specifically a slot receiver if you actually look at his snap share last year. When you're looking at it, though, look at the numbers. We all know that Kenny G had a breakout last year. What he did with and without Stafford, he was truly special. Again, you mentioned the points per game. He had 17.62 points per game with Matt Stafford. Just last year, Mike Evans had 17.9, actually, on the season. Again, the 13 games is going to skew it, but if you actually look through the rest of his career, missing games has never been a problem for Mike Evans. So if you're looking at it, oh, well, Chris Godwin has taken over the alpha and Kenny G is still the alpha. But if you're projecting Mike Evans' 16-game pace for catches and targets last year, it was actually 82 receptions and 145 targets. And Kenny G's pace with Matt Stafford was a mere 70 receptions and 124 targets. So there's a disparity there. And overall, again, this has nothing to do with Kenny Galladay as a talent. Again, he's an incredibly efficient, incredibly talented receiver, but Mike Evans just simply is a superior player in both of those regards. So again, the main thing for Evans and what people say all the time is, well, how does this affect the volume? Again, you're going from Winston who chucked the ball every, basically every single play last year down the field to what Brady's going to do instead. Again, uh, this is, the actual disparity between Winston and Stafford last year, although there is a little bit of disparity in overall attempts, again, 39.12 attempts per game with Winston compared to 36.38 for Stafford. However, when you actually break it down, the efficiency on those attempts were far greater for Stafford. Again, Winston only completed 23.75 of those 39.12, which is a 60.7% completion rate compared to Stafford 23.38, which is actually a 64.2% completion rate. So overall, not to mention, we're still projecting Kenny Galladay based off the best eight game sample size of Matt Stafford's entire career. And they were still less than what Mike Evans did last year. So overall, again, I really like Kenny Galladay. He's still my wide receiver 10 at this point. But if we're comparing them straight up, again, these are still two huge touchdown scoring deep hog machines on the outside. I'm just going to take the one that I think is better in, in a better offense. So I'm going to go with Mike Evans here. All right. I can definitely see both arguments. Now I'm going to give you a quick, nice, interesting tidbit of information that I want to talk about real quick about Kenny Galladay that we can both have a discussion about here. This quick tidbit of information is brought to you by Manscaped. Shout out to Manscaped. Use code Notorious at checkout, 20% off, free shipping. The best your family jewels will ever look, code Notorious at checkout. So real quick, how what is your opinion now? Do you think Kenny Galladay will be better now with the news that Hawkinson isn't looking 100%? Does that affect him at all to you? I just wanted to know real quick i mean it's definitely gonna have its impact i could definitely see that i mean hawkinson to me has been one of the best tight end prospects in quite a while i mean again top 10 pick for a reason i fully understand that but you also have to keep in mind that's also supplemented by the expected emergence in my opinion for a guy like deandre swift again last year they didn't have that type of receiving back in the backfield again People will always say carry on, but quite simply, he is just inefficient and he's not even remotely the same type of prospect as DeAndre Swift coming in. So, I mean, I do think that loss of targets potentially if Hawkinson does miss the first few games 
or if he's not 100% right away, let's not even say a few games, uh, will be supplemented by the emergence of a guy like DeAndre Swift, a guy who I'm actually pretty pretty high on. I know this isn't a DeAndre Swift video, but he's actually my RB17 right now, so a little sneak peek there. But anyways, so I do think those targets are going to be supplemented, and in the, in the reverse, with the Tampa Bay offense, you got Chris Godwin, you got Mike Evans, and the rest of the targets are what going to be supplemented by Scotty Miller, a guy like Gronk who's coming back from injury. He's probably going to be loose, low usage while having a good red zone rate. I mean, we like Keyshawn Vaughn. He's already been on the COVID list. What do we really expect LaShawn McCoy to do? And Ronald Jones, although he's efficient receiving back, he's never really shown that he can handle more than the 40 targets that he had, although I do think he could take a step up. So ultimately here, I do think the situations are pretty similar. I'm just going to go with the guy who I expect to have a better offense and is ultimately proven statistically to actually average more targets per game. So uh, again, it's close, but give me Mike Evans. All right. So thank you guys all for watching this video. Like we said earlier, or like I said earlier, you can make sure to check out the other episode where it talked about Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson on Danny's channel, Fantasy Stock Exchange, linked down below. All of Danny's social medias are linked down below. It's also on your screen right now. It says Danny's Twitter name. Make sure you follow that as well. Make sure you guys have a great rest of your guys' day. Like I said at the beginning, please make sure to check out Manscaped as well. Make your balls look fantastic. A1. Have a great rest of your guys' day. I love each and every single one of you guys, and I'll see you guys tomorrow with yet, or actually not tomorrow, later with another video. Goodbye.